in case you missed it, my book Anatomy of Abundance hit the market and it is officially an Amazon bestseller. We couldn't have done it without your help. Thank you for being here and supporting me. If you haven't picked up your copy, pick it up today. Learn how to transcend the limits of scarcity and rewrite your life's narrative, transforming it into a story of boundless prosperity and fulfillment with Anatomy of Abundance. Join renowned author Petrina Wisdom and 16 Brilliant Minds on a Transformative Journey. Discover awe-inspiring narratives and empowering strategies to attain abundance in relationships, career, health, and wealth. Every purchase breathes life into a remarkable cause, donating book proceeds to the Shine Organization. Shine Organization empowers sex trafficking survivors to break free from scarcity, fear, and past traumas, and boldly create their own unique path to abundance through entrepreneurship. Buy your copy today. You're listening to Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast where we spotlight women who've gone from managing to mastering life's challenges and the badass practitioners that are changing the way we heal. I'm Dr. Sabrina Nicole, psychologist, coach, author, and speaker. But more importantly, I'm a woman who had my own journey to mastering chronic pain. You don't need to be stuck anymore. Fuck that. Welcome everyone to today's episode. I am recording solo today, the day after my 53rd birthday. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about finding freedom and not knowing it all. You know, as we grow and we learn and we elevate, elevation comes with a different perspective. And we can learn new ways of thinking and being at any age. It's not restricted to the young or wisdom isn't limited to the old. So a few things that I wanted to share. A couple years ago, I watched an episode of Belief. Uh, It was like Oprah Winfrey Network film. And it just opened up new ways of possibilities and new ways of connecting. And it highlighted different religions and spiritual practices around the world. And they happened to be looking at a ritual done by a tribe in the South Pacific on island of Pentecost Island. And the men would participate in this ritual called land diving. And it was this jump off of a a tower, basically, using a vine from a tree. And it was a rite of passage. So when boys became a certain age, they would go out and select the right length vine. And in essence, they're like bungee jumping off this tower. Clearly, it looked very dangerous. But it was for them, it was a sign of strength, abundance, and their faith in God. And I remember seeing this and it just being totally foreign to me. I would have never thought of such a ritual being attached to faith and to God. And I had a conversation with a friend of mine and I was just amazed. You know, I was curious about it. I wanted to share about it. And I talked with a friend of mine and she was looking at me like a deer in headlights. Like she was just like, but that's not God. And I thought, Well, for them, that is, you know, just because something isn't the way that we know, the way that we do our traditions doesn't make it wrong. It just really, for me, it just made it very different. And often when things are different, you know, we are often bothered by it. When things are different, we consider it to be wrong or bad or negative because we're not comfortable with it. But I just find life's mysteries being revealed to be to be fascinating. I think we have to approach it with some level of curiosity. 
And as we go through life, sometimes you some very profound experiences that change the way we view our lives. And I do a lot of reading. I happen to read a book called Loyalty to Your Soul, The Heart of Spiritual Psychology. And they talked about how we define success in the material world and in our world of goals and outcomes. And we know this because we've all been groomed for this. We've been raised to do this, to look at accomplishing goals. And that's really how our society has thrived is by setting goals and achieving outcomes. That's been the success of our of our race is by doing this, the human race, I mean. And we've been com- conditioned to focus on this model many times. And a lot of us pursue it automatically because what else do we do? Because that's all we know. So we feel like we would have to continue this pattern, but how do we maintain this? And I was thinking that a lot of times when we set goals, you know, we're excited about it. We've got this rush, this drive. And then once we achieve it, are we much happier? Is that why we did it? And so the book went on to talk about a different way of defining success, not as linear in terms of goals and outcomes, but view it as more as a vertical line where we can expand, be willing to embrace the unknown and approach life with curiosity and seeing success as being based on being able to evolve spiritually and evolve inwardly and not attaching this to other people. What if we could be successful at learning to love ourselves better, successful at being more compassionate, more accepting? What if we could learn to focus on what we are at our core, as opposed to what the larger society has expected us to be and all the layers of identity that we've taken on? What if success could be about, not about the end result, but being able to make progress over perfection and learn new ways of being in two worlds? Yes, there's the material world, but we also have our inner spiritual world that we need to nurture. So I suppose that success shouldn't be solely confined to material achievements. It should encompass our overall well-being, the pursuit of passions, making a positive impact on the world, and finding an alignment with our purpose. And success should be all about personal growth, not just professional. We need to start celebrating each milestone, whether it's big or small. And the way to do that is being able to embrace more of a growth mindset, being able to learn from failure take some risk and expand our horizons beyond our current level of thinking. And sometimes it can be hard to realize that we have it all wrong or that we can come up with a new way of living and being in the world. Now, growth isn't just about professional growth or success. Let's talk about self-love. I remember signing up for a course called by the Hoffman Institute, Hoffman Essentials course, and it's a personal development workshop where it talks about, you know, your spiritual growth. And basically they propose that everything comes back to how you were given or received love or lack thereof. So the work you do is on replaying those scripts and rewriting those scripts around early experiences with love, with parenting, and anything that, you know, needs to be further explored and kind of released because we all have this view of things, but it was from our child's view. And now we're adults now. So it's all about shifting the perspective and finding new ways to to look at love and redefine love.
the modern world bombards our brains with an overwhelming amount of inputs and stressors. Our brains are struggling to adapt. A lack of brain balance means many of us are anxious, looking for energy in the wrong places, and struggling to get a good night's sleep. The solution is BrainTap. BrainTap combines a variety of proven methods that restore balance to your brain for optimal performance of mind and body. This technology communicates directly with your brain so you don't have to do anything. Simply sit back, relax, and push play. Central to BrainTap technology is the concept of brainwave entrainment. The brain will naturally synchronize with external rhythms. And several modalities are used to accomplish this, including binaural beats, isochronic tones, guided visualization, 10-cycle holographic music, and with the BrainTap headset, you'll have the added benefit of light frequencies. The overall benefits of BrainTap include improved clarity, improved quality of sleep, and more energy. Start your brain fitness journey today with a 14-day free trial. Click on the link in the show notes. So I signed up for the class and it actually had gotten canceled, but it seemed like every lesson that I was that was coming to me was around this topic of love around this time. So I had a guest on the podcast, Morgan Rockwell, and she's an Akashic Records healer. And so I had a session with her and started to process some things, you know, about love and the most purest form of love that I had received. And I talked about my grandmother. And that was just the beginning of the process. And then she told me things are going to come up, just kind of process it. And at the time, I didn't know what she was referring to. But I ended up having a conversation with someone, sat for a few hours, just talking about our past histories and relationships, what went wrong, how we viewed love. And it was such a beautiful conversation. I was like, wow, so insightful, so thoughtful. And within a few days, I started to feel this shift. First, I was really overwhelmed, confused, like crying, but not from sadness, more from the realization that maybe I had it all wrong, how I had been looking at love, pursuing love, and the lack of love I was given to myself. And I remember feeling overwhelmed, and I knew I just needed to kind of sit and just let those feelings flow. Because oftentimes, you know, we have feelings and we just want to cut them off. We want them to go away. We want it to stop. And I think we need to let it flow um, and not be scared of it. And so I, you know, I had to sit through it. My stomach was aching. I had a headache. I was uncomfortable. But I knew I needed to just sit in silence and just be, just be present for myself and let myself go through the process and be okay with it. And one of the questions that Morgan had said to me is that, you know, think about what this person's soul is presenting to me. And I thought that was so powerful. And so I just went and sat by the water and I brought my journal and I don't journal every day, but things were flowing and it didn't make sense. So I just needed to write it down. And I thought about what love was to me. And then I started to rewrite what it could be. Um, and it could be much more than anything I'd have ever thought. Now, this process, like I said, wasn't easy. It was scary, but it was very necessary. And I just needed to come home to myself. So I took off my shoes and let my feet touch the earth. And then I wrote a list of what love wasn't. And it's not conditional. It's not fixing. It's not being excessively attached to someone or trying to take care of someone. It's not words on a card. 
were just words that are rolled off the tongue in the moment. It's not about the excitement of it. It's not a temporary rush. And then I started to reflect on how I had betrayed myself. And, you know, we can't be hard on ourselves. You know, when you know better, you have an opportunity to to do better. And then I went on and I wrote a second list about what I thought love is now. And I wrote love is affirming that others are fully capable. It's reciprocity, it's tolerant. It's a choice to communicate. It's supportive, it's trust. It's beyond survival mode. It accepts flow. It embraces the unfamiliar and it values growth and evolution. It's mutual. Love is freedom and love is very intentional. So once I had gone through this process, it started to settle in. And, you know, we all really have to make peace with the broken pieces of ourselves. And it's not like it's glass that's broken that we have to glue it back together. I think we should view it more as fabric and the tapestry is just woven together a little different like a quilt. So I realized that love is really very multifaceted. It's not just the way that we received it as kids. It encompasses, first of all, love for ourselves, compassion for others, and meaningful connection. You know, a spiritual connection that comes from from the flow of it all. And to redefine love, we have to move beyond societal expectations. And we have to nurture relationships that are built on trust, respect, and genuine care. So I don't think we should be afraid to dive deep and redefine many of the things that we've just accepted as existing in one plane and in one way. I mean, today I talked about success and love, but we could do this for anything. It could be faith. It could be uh, religious practices. We can redefine things. And it's, it's very freeing to be able to explore a more fulfilling approach to living. Listeners, I'd love to hear from you. Share in the comments about how you've redefined success for yourself or how you've redefined love. Um, I love to hear other people's perspectives. That's it for today's episode. Be blessed. Thanks so much for tuning into Fuck Being Stuck, the podcast. Be sure to check out the show's notes for this episode on www.drsabrinanicole.com and follow us on social media. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'll be back next week with more. See you then.